Hello everyone and welcome along to Queers at Play episode 2. I am Will um, and as per usual I'm joined by Reuben. Hello. And Mark. Hi. Um, Now we genuinely have so much to get through this week that I think let's just dive straight in. Um, So the first thing we have to talk about is the Xbox announcements, the Series X and the Series S. How are we feeling about those? The smallest thing ever. The fridge and the speaker. Is that what is that what we're saying now? Certainly, the smallest Xbox ever. This is true. So, um, Series X is going to be four hundred ninety nine dollars or four hundred forty nine pounds, and Series S is coming in at a totally amazing two hundred ninety nine dollars or two hundred forty nine of your British pounds, which I still can't quite believe. They've got that the price is that amazing low. value. If you want to get into the next generation, but either don't have a 4K TV or aren't interested in 4K visuals, £249 is incredible. Definitely. How they've <laughs> how they've managed to do that is beyond me. Yeah, and if you pair that with um, because obviously the Series S as as we all know and as the listeners likely know, but just to clarify, the Series S is digital only. Yeah. But even if you take a £250 console, which is pretty good as it is, and pair that with the Game Pass, that's still a really good fucking deal. Yeah, it really is. And, I not, went... ju- and not just a £249 console, but a £249 console where you can pay for it monthly, interest-free over two years, at only, what, £21 a month? Mm. It's ludicrous. It's just Including ludicrous. Game Pass and Xbox Gold. That's insane. I think that's going to sell very, very well. I would would actually love to see the difference. Like, uh, let's just say the first month after Series S and Series X comes out, what the difference in sales is -hmm. between X and S. Because I reckon S, like you, Mark, I reckon S is going to run away with it. For sure. S S is going to be, you you can imagine the number of stockings that S is going to be in. Well, I, I think probably what you'll find is for the first month, couple of months... I reckon the Series X is probably going to be the biggest seller just because that's when you're most likely to get, you know, the kinds of people that are excited about the next generation, want the highest spec console on the market. And then I think you'll probably find the Series S will then catch up and take over that sort of further down the line. I mean, yeah, I'm not considering getting an S until next year, but an S is definitely on the cards. I mean, I'm, I I had no intention of getting an Xbox and now a Series S is looking very likely. So... And they just managed it with a price, basically. Mm. That's what's won me over. Yeah, agreed. Cheaper than in, cheaper than a Nintendo Switch, which is mm-hmm. astonishing. Although, let's be clear, not a threat to the Nintendo. Switch no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting at all. Not it's a, a threat. threat. I just think it's. I just think it's astonishing the tech that's in there that they've they've managed to put it at that price point um, mm. and come in cheaper than the Switch. I think is is a marvel. Um, yeah. So that, I think that's about what we have to say about the Xbox, unless I'm much mistaken. Um, so it's coming on November 10th, um, so we've got a couple of months to wait. And I think pre-orders go live next week for the Xbox. Let's hope they're less of a shambles than PlayStation yes. 5 pre-orders. I mean, they already oh. seem to be less of a shambles in... A, well, we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> they already seem to be less of a shambles in that they are they are pre-planned and happening on a specific date. <laughs> 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 Which I think is helpful. 
Um, which is a very low bar <laughs> for pre-orders. Yeah, just just <laughs> slightly, slightly. Um, so that's that was the first big piece of news we've had over the past couple of weeks. Um, I now thought it'd be good for us to run through some quick fire news and rumours, um, some stuff that we're not going to dig into too deeply. Um, Ubisoft forward, Ruben, I'm looking at you to say, to, to, to spit venom better than the rest of us could. Bunch of abusing bastards! That's all I have to say. Okay. All that you and Jeff Keighley have to say. So, um... Yeah, when the worst person you know says a point you agree with. But you are excited for Scott Pilgrim. I know that. It annoys me that I am, though. It annoys me. I hate the company and what they are doing and have continued to do and have historically in the past done. And yet I once got fucking Pilgrim. So annoying. <laughs> I think, I think let's, one... let's just briefly mention as well that their apology video that they did not have time to include in the main video is nonsense. The same excuse they used three months ago at the last video. It's very also, much so. It's very much lip service. They like, control the presentation. It's very much. Lip- <laughs> it's not like they had to fit into a stage slot time. Limit. But it's also yeah. They're like they're like they, the apology should have been three months ago. Now is the time for here is our three year action plan of exactly what's changing and when and what we're doing that you can measure against to see how well we've done. This is not the time for for bland words anymore. This is this is a let's put an apology out, but make sure that the people that don't know we have something to apologise for don't know that we have something to apologise for by not including <laughs> it in the video that everybody will be watching. Yeah, I it's, it's not... so I, it was so obvious that they were trying to avoid having to apologise for this in any substantial way. Yeah, and as Mark already pointed out, and is and and, and literally was it was the first thing I thought after after watching uh, the apology. I was just like they. They arbitrarily decided the length of their UB Forward presentation. Yeah. So therefore, they decided, so they had time to fit this in and chose not to. It wasn't that they didn't have time. That's a fucking lie. They had plenty of time. They just elected to not do it. And that <clears throat> speaks fucking volumes. I was also, I was just slightly amused, um... Because I'm not sure if this if if people have got the right end of the stick here, but I saw people say that they reckon there was another Ubisoft forward to um, detract from the allegations. Because I mean, particularly if that's what they were attempting to do, one, they should have had some more fucking interesting news in their Ubisoft forward than they actually did, and two, it it's really not worked. <laughs> it's got everyone talking about it all over again. So, um, yeah, Mark, I think you wanted to mention one other game though, from the Ubisoft forward. Just that I thought that, despite the fact that I still can't remember what its title is, Immortals Phoenix Rising does look like an interesting take on the kind of Ubisoft open world, Breath of the Wild type formula. And it did look very pretty. It does look very pretty. Um, Should should we start referring it to the the game formerly known as Gods and Monsters? Formerly known as Gods and Monsters. I think that makes more sense, rather than the arbitrary throwing darts at a dartboard that just has random words on it namely (laughs) mention that they seem to have gone for and we'll move on there i think (laughs) on that bombshell um that's enough about ubisoft forward before we all get sick of talking about ubisoft again um hyrule warriors age of calamity now there was a surprise drop did anyone see this coming i I didn't see it coming at all 
No, nobody did, I don't think. Um, what I like about that, and also something else that we're going to come on to talk about, the Super Mario drop, is there was no warning at all. There was no the direct coming. Here's some information. It was just there's a video. Yeah, um, and, and day. it also feels like um, dare I say it feels to me like um, Nintendo are taking a leaf out of Square Enix's book um, because here we have a spin-off game that looks like it's going to be law significant. Oh, the joys! Law spin-off game. <laughs> oh, the joys! Don't we all just love our law significant spin-off games? At least it's not an action rhythm game. I guess that's all we get to and say also, right now. True, true. For Ruben's benefit, it's also not a Breath of the Wild sequel. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I loved the first Hyrule Warriors game. In fact, I bought it on two of the platforms that it was available on. So I had it on Wii U and then I bought it on 3DS. I only didn't buy it on Switch because the 3DS version and the Switch version were pretty much identical. And as is commonly known by this point, I fucking hate the gameplay of Breath of the Wild. So taking a world that i relatively enjoyed being in Mm -hmm. and putting better gameplay over it win it's definitely gonna be interesting i mean i've not played hyrule warriors and now i want to because because law significant um what's also interesting i think is there aren't that many occasions where nintendo have you the same link for a a series of Zelda games. There are there are only a handful of occasions where the same link has appeared in mm-hmm. more than one game. Mm-hmm. Like Wind Waker the Link, then being in in whatever the one was. It wasn't Spirit Tracks, was it? It was the one before that. Phantom something. Why can't Phantom Hourglass. Phantom Hourglass. Uh, you've got you've got the link from Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, but only Young Link, depending on the timeline. But this link is definitely going to appear in at least three Zelda games now. I know. Can you imagine if you went back to early 2019, prior to, to E3 2019, and told someone that that we would be talking about a, a Breath of the Wild story trilogy, they would have looked at you as if you were mad. And yet here we are, um, only a little over a year later. Um, so that is out on the 20th of November. Um, the next thing I thought we'd touch upon is um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Um, as we've seen, inevitably, um, the code leaked ahead of time. Um, and some people have done some digging. And um, some people are very salty that it's running on emulators. I couldn't care less. But the question I had for you two was, um, Nintendo clearly now have a functioning N64 emulator, GameCube emulator, and Wii emulator up and running on Nintendo Switch. Um, what do you think? What would you like to see them do with that? Metroid Prime. Sorry. I mean, I thought you were hoping for a proper Metroid Prime remake as opposed to... Or HD I'll take remaster. What I can get I can, I'll, I'll take what I can get at this stage, Will. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, I think this, this lens, um, depending on how well it runs, I've not played it yet. My copy should arrive tomorrow. Um, yeah, we are recording this... on Thursday for anyone anyone listening. So we're, we're just ahead of getting our copies of, of 3D All-Stars. Um, this lends quite a lot of credence to the possibility of there being a Zelda collection next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would be amazing. That would be brilliant. Yeah, and I think the thing to say about Mario games in particular is 
graphics aside, they play as well today as they did the day they released. They they didn't need a remake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I was so annoyed. I was listening to another unspecified podcast earlier, actually catching up on their episode from the, the Super Mario Direct, and they were all whinging about the fact it wasn't a full remake. And I was like, uh, particularly about Mario 64, I'm like, this is one of the greatest games of all fucking time. Why bother I mean, remaking sure, it you know, when it's still fine? A, um, because when you remake... A fresh coat of paint would be nice. Oh, nice, but, yeah, sure. But when you, but when but you remake, specifically it. when you remake rather than remaster, um, beloved games... You are always going to end off pissing off some people um, because they'll decide it isn't any good. <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII Remake. <clears throat> um, that's my bitchy aside there. Um, I think I think, I think think the thing that is potentially a little bit disappointing and is a valid criticism, I think, that is that there's, there's very little in the way of extras. Yeah. bundled along this this loving 35-year anniversary collection of the three greatest 3D Mario games made. You know, there's there's very little, you know, there's no, I don't know, included, like, behind-the-scenes artwork or, you know, that kind of stuff that you might expect with a modern collection of these kinds of games. Oh, Mark, there are soundtracks. Let's not forget there are well, soundtracks there are sound- you can listen to on you can, Nintendo You Switch. can listen to the music as if your Switch is some kind of gigantic novelty mp3 player <laughs> but that's kind of all you get um well maybe it is at the moment a gigantic novelty um oh that was a very strange loud noise uh, maybe it is at the moment a gigantic novelty um mp3 player mark but um according to the rumors that are coming out nintendo are asking developers to start making their games in 4k they are they are so this is an exciting potential development. It's exciting that it could soon be a, a 4K MP3 player. But what I don't, what I don't think you're going to get is a native. You know, we are not at the stage where we can fit the insides of a PS4 Pro into something the size of a Switch and include a battery and include a screen and include a, you know, a pair of Joy-Con. A, a pair of Joy-Con slot rails and include uh, a headphone socket. What I think you're going to get potentially is the next generation of NVIDIA Tegra, uh-huh. probably the X2, and you're probably going to see some form of uh, NVIDIA's um, DL- DLSS technology, which allows them to use deep learning AI techniques to upscale an image rather than a native form. That's just my feeling. Um, I'm nodding and smiling and pretending that I understood all of that tech talk. <laughs> this is me being very techy. Yes. You are the, you are the is... tech one of us. So, so yeah, D- DLSS is something that NVIDIA have added in their most two recent generations of graphics processors. Okay. And it allows you to... It, it basically uses AI to... It, it, it sort of generates, if you like, every other... Yeah, or every other bunch of pixels in the yep. screen, and then it uses AI to fill in the blanks. So yep. it's really only rendering about half as much, but the detail looks like an native. And I, I've seen some of what AI can manage now, and it is it is ludicrous. Like um, some of I don't know if any of you have seen the there's a Final Fantasy IX project that's a fan project that's doing Final Fantasy IX in I don't know if it's 1080p or 4K or whatever, but it's and it's using AI, and it looks amazing. 
Like it's what AI can achieve the, the is low, The low resolution pre-rendered backgrounds yep. are upscaling them. Yeah. It's they astonishing. also did something very, very, very similar for the Command and Conquer Remastered collection with the FMV videos from the from the mission briefings mm-hmm. because they couldn't find the original source material, so they took the videos that were included on the original discs and used an AI upscaling routine to make this look. But again, that's that's very different because that's that's taking a fixed bit of footage, upscaling it in one go, not and then doing saving, it on the know, fly. It's not doing it on okay. the fly, which again is very different. Okay, so we may be. Yeah, we, so, we maybe have a 4K switch incoming at some point in 2021, maybe. Um, and down at the other end of the scale, um, I feel like we should have a moment of silence for the 3DS. Because the 3DS is now officially done. Let's pull one out to the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel a bit like it's kind of fizzled out at the end, but um, it had a good innings. Yeah, it's one, like it, it's one of the the best kind of turnarounds of a console ever. I think after such a shaky and terrible launch window, it really turned that around. The three DS, it did, it did, um, and it sold an astonishing number. Given you know, no one ever would have predicted it sold that many. Yeah. Right, so when it had its, its, its rough start, no one would have thought. Oh, every yeah. And so many of those were sold in a version that didn't support 3D in a typical Nintendo Nintendo way because Nintendo. But you know, um, the 2DS and also was, how many of those were sold to people? Thing. People upgrading to a to a DS a 3DS XL and then upgrading to a new 3DS XL. How many people? I mean, that literally sold is people that already had more than one of those consoles. That literally is me. <laughs> 3DS, <laughs> 3DS XL to new 3DS XL. I've owned three 3DSs. Original 3DS, a new 3DS, and then a new 3DS XL. <laughs> yeah, I've had two. So... I've had three, but my first two were second-hand. Only my new 3DS XL was actually new. So you, you've only had one sale as counted by Nintendo? Yes. But I've, un- I've undoubtedly helped them with other sales by buying other people's second-hand hardware. I mean, oh, that does th- I mean, that does mean that between the three of us, we're responsible for six... 3DS sales, though. <laughs> Which says work. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's good work. Um, so, bye-bye, 3DS. Um, it was wonderful while it lasted. Um, we wish you joy and happiness in that great, big, portable Tech game place of, in the sky. I don't even really know what where I was going with that. Um so let, moving on again, let's move on to something new. So we're going to move on to, to the next big piece of news we have to talk about, which is also um, one of, well, in fact, no, all the news that's left is more recent news. It's not the most recent news, but it's recent news, the PlayStation 5 showcase. Yes. I what am shooketh. Wow. Um, as I said on Twitter, they promised us a showcase and boy, did they give us a showcase. Hmm. Beyond um, any fucking shadow of doubt. Uh, should, we, should we dive straight in and talk about some games then? So, um, as I've literally put it on the rundown, Final Fantasy fucking 16. What an opener. I know. Seriously. I, I, that's a gut. I, I, I said on the stream that I was co-hosting, I know you were co-hosting a stream as well, Ruben, um, mm. to, the per- to Richard, who I was talking to, I said, like, this is what they fucking opened with. Like, that is a gutsy move um, to come out that big and that bold. 
a gutsy move, and for it to be console exclusive, at least timed. Yeah, massive coup. Massive, massive coup. coup, Sony. Um, yeah. you could you could almost feel you know lots of people were talking positively about um, the Xbox last week. Um, yes, we talked about the Series S and how we think the Series S will sell loads. You could almost feel the Series X losing sales there and then as people watched the Final <laughs> Fantasy 16 trailer and then saw that console exclusive um, screen at the end. That them get them getting that them getting a main lined a main line Final Fantasy game is uh, that's just astounding yeah that's absolutely astounding um and also i i i know i noticed this i've not heard anyone else talking about this though how violent as in like actually violent was that trailer very because final fantasy has never been violent ever it's always kind of censored the violence somewhat even in 14 it censors the violence somewhat and that was brutal, that point. It, it almost feels, you know, looking at the medieval setting as well, it almost feels like this is this is the Game of Thrones version of, of Final Fantasy that we're going to get. <laughs> Blood and gore and death and carnage. Um, Game of Thrones I'm as produced. It. But Game of Thrones as produced by Naoki Yoshida, so I'm in. Naoki Yoshida? I mean, let's Fucking have... Fucking Yoshida. Oh my god. Um... Like, as if there couldn't be more icing on the cake. Confirmation that Naoki Yoshida is producing is beyond exciting. And anyone who's listening who doesn't know who Naoki Yoshida is, also known as Yoshi P. Me! Yoshi P, Mark. Oh, Yoshi P. <laughs> yeah. Now you know who he is. Um, um, if you don't know who he is, there is one way to remedy that, and that is to become a fucking cat boy um, and play Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. Because clearly, you know, the game that he still directs and produces while also producing Final Fantasy sixteen um, is is your entry point to why he is a fucking master. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've, 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 got, I've got nothing more to say. I just, I need this game. Um, actually, I do have one more thing to say. Mm-hmm. That logo, Yoshitaka Romano, once again, mm, chef's kiss, perfect. Absolutely perfect. That logo is beautiful. Um, and I'm really, that logo is part of what's really intriguing me at the moment about this game because it seems like, from what I can tell from the trailer, we've got, we've got warring factions. Um, we've got factions who seem to have icons attached to them. Um, we've got this big fuck off battle between Phoenix and Ifrit. And we have these two character models who are they, I've seen some people speculating one's an older version of the other. Are they the same person? Is there some kind people? of time jump going on here? Is there a time jump or my hope, because I think this would be really interesting, could we see some kind of Fire Emblem-esque um, two different paths that we can take with different characters? I think that would be really fascinating with Warring Factions. We shall find out. Um, sad news is um, they are very much saying this game is a while away, so I'm assuming we're not going to we're not going to see it on our consoles until at least 2022. I have no doubt, but I can that wait. I've got enough to, shit to be getting on with. I can wait. Um, so that's one thing that's far away, something that's much, much closer, and much closer to Mark's heart, I'm sure as well. Miles Morales. In Spider-Man. Yes. One of my favourite games on the can't wait to jump into that Spider-Man universe again and be Miles Morales. 
Also, launch fucking title. Launch title. Yes. Launch title. Launch title. I tell you what, watching that, because um, one thing about this trailer that was different than the last trailer is that it actually showed gameplay. Mm. Fucking what? what, Mm -hmm. A gameplay in a gameplay trailer. What the fuck? But um, Miles Morales... Miles' gameplay looks so much more enjoyable than Peter Parker's gameplay. Because I enjoy Peter Miles, Parker, but Miles, he feels more Miles can do everything that Peter Parker can do, plus more. Which Miles has his camouflage move, and he's got his Venom Blast kind of electric shock move, which both of those on their own massively will open up the potential for kind of more strategic combat and even more strategic gameplay. I think it, you know, if you remember back to some of the bits in the first Spider-Man game where you were playing perhaps as uh, Mary Jane and kind of stealthily sneaking around. Or even I remember some of the those, in the first game, unfortunately. Right? Where you were kind of taking out enemies stealthily in the first wave, you know, being able to do that, but being able to turn invisible, I think that offers some really interesting uh, definitely op- options for for not just combat but other gameplay scenarios. And it would just be nice. It would just be nice to see some, you know, some meaningful stealth in Miles Morales as opposed to now you have to be Mary Jane, and because she has no skills or abilities, you're just going to have to like creep around quietly. But I would like to say it's one of my favourite uh, kind of. Uh, Mary Jane's that's appeared in in non-comic media. Certainly a massive step dunced. Well, you couldn't step back from there. That is true. Um, and also, the other thing to remember is that this is a Miles Morales that's right at the beginning of his Spider-Man career, whereas Peter Parker was, you know, from context, I got the feeling, you know, he was sort of a year into being Spider-Man at the yeah. start of PS4. They, they had wisely decided not to give us yet another Spider-Man another origin Peter story. Parker origin story. So now we're getting so a Miles given, Morales origin us... story instead, which is going to be going to be new and interesting to a lot of people. Um. So uh, next up, literally, I think this is all we're going to say about it. Um, we had Hogwarts Turf Legacy. Um. There we go. Uh, Resident Evil, Ruben. I look to <laughs> you as our as our resident Resident Evil fan. How did you feel about the the latest footage of Village? It looks so fucking creepy. Um, I mean, I need to go back and play Seven anyway. I've not played Seven because Seven. I played the demo of Seven, and me and horror. I'm fine in third person. Once I slip into first person in terms of horror, I cannot fucking hack it because I can't emotionally and physically distance myself from the fucking shit that's going on. So <laughs> playing the demo of seven, I was like, no, 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 no. Um, and it's the same. It's going to be the same with eight. So I need to play. No, not eight. Sorry, Capcom have clarified. It's Resident Evil Village. 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 I can't believe it's not Resident Evil 8. Just... I can't believe it's not Resident Evil 8-Age. I, I, I don't... I, I just, <laughs> Is that not how I'm trying to make it look? 8-Age? I'm, I'm intrigued Eight by underscore the... 8-Age. I mean, I'm, under, um, I'm intrigued by the story, obviously. It's Resident Evil. Uh, and how Chris fits into all of this, because it sounds like he's he's done a bad again. Um, but the thing I can't keep... I can't help but keep coming back to is that Capcom have 
gone on record as specifically saying this is Resident Evil Village, not Resident Evil 8. If that is the case, why did some marketing person practically come in their pants when they managed to put that 8 in Village? <laughs> because you can tell they did because they put so much focus on that 8 being a different colour than the rest. It's just like, then why not just call it 8? Like, <laughs> it was clearly the 8th one. You didn't need to be clever and artsy about it. You could have just said Resident Evil 8. It's not that difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. As, as I am with most Resident Evil games. And that was slated down for a 2021. I think the question think is, what it. are they going to call Resident Evil 9 with an IX? I mean, there's lots of options there. Appendix. <laughs> Resident Evil Appendix. Yeah, there, but, there, there, there's a new kind of formula that's come out that means that all they want to do is eat your appendix. Or, uh, see, so, you, there's a lot of people having appendix, appendixes removed. There's suddenly a wave of people see, when you said appendix, for that I, surgery. When you said appendix, I thought you meant the bit at the end of the book. I kind of that did mean that, but I decided I would go for a different, a different take. Take it in a strange mm-hmm. angle. Um, yeah. Now I almost wish that I could wind back my strange choices. Um, a bit like in Time Loop. How are we feeling about Time Loop? Which Ooh, uh, we, smooth, we smooth saw. Thank you. Uh, we saw in the the PlayStation event um, a few months ago, and we've seen more of now. I'm intrigued by this game. It looks a little bonkers. Yes. Yep. Yeah, same. I, f- I feel the uh, same about this that I feel about that eight minutes game or whatever it's called, which looks mm-hmm. so interesting, and I can't wait until we see that again. Yeah, like I'm intri- I've got similar interest in both of these two games because both of them have time mechanics. Um, I'm definitely going to be better at the Willem Dafoe experience one um, than I am at Time Loop because I'm not very good at shooters in general. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I really like the kind of weird, like, kind of 60s, 70s spy movie kitsch kind of look that it's going for. It reminds me a little bit, I don't know if either of you ever played it, um, is first person shooter called No One Lives Forever? No, I tend not to play no. first person shooters. So, a, a, a great game um, where you played as Kate Archer, super spy extraordinaire, and it that, again went for a very similar kind of 1960s, not taking itself very seriously type aesthetic. For all of our listeners, I wish you could have seen Mark's hand gesture as he said super spy extraordinaire he was just living that role there for a moment <laughs> and it was amazing um uh, perhaps a, a smaller announcement um but i guess announcement nonetheless devil may cry 5 yes uh, special virgil special edition is that what they're calling it or yeah. something like that mm-hmm. um, um yeah you get to play as virgil i have i I have never played a devil may cry game neither have i i'm thinking i should because I, I you know i played bayonetta last year this year whenever i played bayonetta um and i quite enjoyed that so devil may cry has been on my radar as you know the other big action action series that i should get into i would recommend not jumping in at five no i wasn't thinking I what are you saying five is usually the optimum point of jumping to an ongoing storyline um because the the reason i say that is although devil may cry is fucking nuts because it is mm-hmm that there is a story that runs through the whole thing. I wasn't um, so worry. I was. I would go back to the beginning. I'm that kind of gamer, as I think mm-hmm. I've demonstrated enough times. Yeah. If you for jump my in sins, I feel like you know Assassin's Creed. 
I should go back and try and play them all for some bizarre reason. Well, more for you, Assassin's Creed. Um, I know. But, <coughs> soft. Yeah. Uh, abusers! Um, but um, if we... Like, the last thing I'll say on Devil May Cry is that the special edition doesn't only look like it's adding um, Virgil, which is great, a, a great edition anyway, but from that trailer, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but they're actually reworking the characters that were already in it because I almost exclusively loved playing one particular character in Devil May Cry 5, and he was using attacks I've never seen. Ooh, so interesting. If I'm if I'm right, they're they're not only adding a new character, but they're also reworking the ones that were there. So, so we think this, is, this is more than like a a game of the year edition. This is more like a Persona Five Royal type. Like there's going to be che- quite a substantial changes. I wouldn't have said substantial changes. Okay. Um, especially seeing as they're releasing Virgil, um, they've announced they're releasing the Virgil as DLC. Okay. For Devil May Cry Five. So oh, that's cool. So PS4 players edition. can still get. Can still get yeah. it as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Oddworld Soulstorm. Not very. Yes, familiar. that was shown. It, it, <laughs> it, it was a game. Uh, well, there we go. Well, then let's move on to one that um, Ruben is slightly more familiar with. Oh, actually, one last thing I do have to say about Oddworld. Ooh, Lorne okay. Lanning's hair is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> he is one majestic <laughs> bastard, is- isn't he? That is not what I was expecting you to say. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting you to say, but I was not expecting it to be a compliment on his hair. Well, I wasn't expecting that either. I think I know I can expect the kind of reaction I'm going to get from Ruben, though, when I say Demon's Souls. Demon's fucking souls. Bring that shit on. Seriously, just bring it. That game tortured me once before, and I would let it do it again. And I'm gonna. It's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we discussed already, like off stream, um, it is happening for you. So, mm-hmm. um, um, and, and that, that was and that was a gameplay heavy trailer, as far as I could tell. So that was that was, was really showing us how it's gonna how it's gonna look and feel when you play it. Yeah. Well, not entirely. Um, <laughs> the the area the the area it showed is the tutorial area from okay. the original game uh, in the remake. Sense. That was just a tutorial. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, but all of the enemies he fought up until the Vanguard, which is the boss of the tutorial area, no fucking way do they go down that easily. <laughs> There's no, they, they must have had a reduced health pool for that gameplay footage or something, because those enemies do not go down that easy. So they could just make um, enough progress that they wanted to in the in the trailer, presumably. Quite possibly. Well, see, see, that's the weird thing. Once you die in the tutorial area, because you can beat the Vanguard, but it's not fucking easy... Um, once you die, you can never go back to that area again. <laughs> that area, you, you like, there's no way of returning to that area. So basically, basically, the tutorial is teaching you that you will die. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole concept of the game. Like, it's learning through, it's learning through failure. Um, and I cannot fucking wait. Especially, and I really hope that they haven't messed with some of the systems in that game because some of the systems in that game were really fucking weird and interesting, and I loved them. Um, but like seeing um, the Nexus again, which is the main hub area, and the woman that I can't remember the name of who uh, resides there, the really creepy fucking woman, um, and seeing the tutorial area and the Vanguard again, I'm so excited for that game. Fucking Jesus Christ! I can tell you just like exude your excitement, and I'm ready despair, to I'm ready despair to... at the torture you will endure. I'm ready to suffer. <laughs> um, so two more, two more kind of. 
big bits of news out of the PlayStation before we get to pricing and stuff. Uh, the PlayStation Plus Collection. Um, it's like a really naff version of Game Pass that only has like seven or eight games in it. Great games, mind you. Great games. They are really good games. And actually, you say like a really naff version of Game Pass, but um, uh, there's someone I know who messaged me this morning and he said, do you think it's worth getting a PlayStation 5 for that PlayStation Plus collection thing? So I think this is there for those people who didn't have PlayStation 4s. It's saying, look, we're not going to have a lot a lot of games day one but there's stuff here that you can play and that you can enjoy <laughs> while you're waiting yeah and it, it'll be interesting to see whether this playstation plus collection what what enhancements they they put to these games as they come to ps5 with this collection you know we've seen we've seen microsoft do it they're not they're not full-on kind of ports to the new console when you put your, you know xbox 360 games running on uh, the One S or One X, but they are enhanced. They have, you know, higher resolution, better textures in some cases, uh, better frame rates. So it'll be interesting to see whether Sony are bringing similar kind of techniques to the way they port these get well, not port these games, but emulate or run these games on on newer generation consoles. Yeah. See, I I I ended up taking an opposite view to you on this, Mark. In that, if Final Fantasy 16 hadn't been there. I would have considered this to be one of the best announcements they made. I mean, no, 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 I wasn't. I didn't mean to diss it because it is great, especially if you haven't played those 10 games. All I was saying is, in the Microsoft world, you get like 100 plus great games in there. Oh, and I, 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 totally, kind of... I totally think this is an announcement to like slightly take the sting away Diminish for people that, who yes. don't have Game Pass. But the games that the they are including in this collection, the 10 games, they're great games. Probably some of the best games from the PlayStation 4 published by Sony. Yeah, and, and they, they, are leaning, they are leaning in heavily, again, on their exclusives. You know, this is what, this is what it's all about at the moment with Sony. Um, so they're like, it's also sure, sure you, could go and have, you could go and have Game Pass... Or you could come and play PlayStation Plus and play these amazing games that you've heard are some of the best games of their generation. Ta-da! And also, just kind of talking about this whole enhancement thing, it would be interesting to see whether, if you already own these games, they've brought enhancements to the ones that are included in this Plus collection, whether whether the owned versions of those games are included if you yep. whatever, don't have PlayStation Plus. Um, but it's also confirmation of the other kind of backwards compatibility that they're bringing to PlayStation 5, which does seem like it's going to cover... The vast majority of four games, which is good, yeah. Because I mean, and I think you know that kind of caveat they're giving seems to be very much uh, just we haven't tested them all, so we're not absolutely one hundred percent willing to say because we've not stuck every disc into the machine. Yeah. Um, but it and sounds like it's pretty universal. Percent of it, exactly. To check there is absolutely no bug anywhere that's cropped up. Um, also, it means you beautiful bastards have no excuse not to play Bloodborne now. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. just saying <laughs> i think we'll see about that that'll be an interesting one um so finally we started by talking about um what a strong opening they had with i'm gonna say it again final fantasy fucking 16 <laughs> um so what do we think about the the end god of war I ragnarok fucking loved god of war on the playstation 4 and i probably screamed in excitement almost as much as you guys did about Final Fantasy 16. That's how much <laughs> I enjoyed God of War on PlayStation. And, and it was just a title card. 
they achieved and it that was with just a title, title card. card. That's was, all they've done. It was, it was almost, but not quite as exciting as Nintendo revealing Troy Prime 4 is coming. <laughs> almost, but not quite. See, one thing, one thing I did notice, and this is, this, is, this is jumping back a little bit, but like not too far. Um, the PlayStation Plus collection, a lot of the games that were in that collection are either having sequels or, 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 some, or some sort of follow-up on PS5. So you had God of War, which I've never played. So that's going to be one of my first ones I play in the PlayStation Plus collection. Is uh-huh. getting Ragnarok and Ra- and Ratchet and Clank's in there. That's getting Rift Apart, um, and Last, Horizon, of, Last of Us, and then what? Well, oh, Horizon yeah. as well. I yep, think. Hor- uh, Horizon. Um, uh, yeah, you're right. Last of Us is in there. Last of Us. Then people can go off and get Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it. It's almost as if like they've they and also obviously Demon Souls is coming and souls a uh, Soulsborne games in there with bloodborne um that it's almost as if they're kind of setting up for the follow-ups on the ps5 which i thought was a really clever I- idea it's, and i just it's a clever marketing now. strategy yeah, yeah yeah for sure um and i also feel like because what god of war did again did god of war date it as 2021 or did it not date yes, it? I, think... I can't remember it did i feel like they've uh, done that uh did it i, I don't know remember. if they dated it or whether they just said I can't remember whether it was coming in 2021 or more information in 2021. Okay. Okay. Well, either way, I think like, you know, we've, we kind of touched on very briefly, you know, um, the launch lineup is not extensive. Um, not that it ever really is for a console, so we shouldn't be that surprised. Um, so I feel like this showcase was also promising you a lot about 2021. You know, there's a lot of exciting stuff down the tracks that is coming. Um, so hop on board um, and enjoy the ride. Um and to move on to the to the nitty gritty, then so um, the PlayStation Five Digital Edition they've announced is going to be three nine nine ninety nine dollars or three five nine ninety nine British pounds. I don't know why I said that in that voice. Um, and the, the PlayStation the PlayStation Five because that's just one just the one with the disc is just called the PlayStation Five uh, is four hundred ninety nine ninety nine. In dollars or four four nine ninety nine in pounds. How are we feeling about those prices? They had to match the Xbox with the yeah. with the main one. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't. There's. I don't think they could have come in cheaper, but they certainly couldn't have come in more expensive. Well, I mean, I mean, let's be let's be very clear here. They have come in more expensive. Um, if you're willing to consider the whole ninety nine cents or ninety nine pence extra that you're going to pay. Um, <laughs> But yes, yeah. No, to match the Xbox Series X, I think was really clever. Um, the PS5 Digital, I think they're they're viewing it as in potentially in a bit of a different market from the Series S. It is because the it's PS5 be. Digital Edition still gets you a full 4K future-ready console. Yeah, it's got the same. It's got the same amount of storage as the PS5. It's got the same graphical capabilities. Yeah. PS5. It just doesn't have the disk drive. So Microsoft are seeing a different market. They're going for a market, and I think they're going to do really well in that market. PlayStation have taken a different tact, and they've gone, how can we get a cheap console out there? Take the disk drive out. Yeah. But we'll give you everything else for the full next-gen experience. Yeah, it's also the money that, the, the money that Sony lose in... The, in, in in the cheaper console, they will make back with the cost of PSN games anyway. So 
because the retail because the recommended retail is always undercut of physical uh, but not a digital because obviously it's from PSN yeah really even if, I can't see someone buying the digital as getting their money's worth because surely the the the, the the price of the games will well exceed it. Very you're, yeah, you're very quickly I mean, going to spend more normally, than ninety pound extra on games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, normally you know your retail game comes in almost ten pounds cheaper than the digital equivalent. Yeah, so there's only nine does. games at so that, and you your, your digital is paid for itself. Yeah, exactly. Plus, if you've got any physical PS4 games, you're going to want the disc drop. Yes. Yeah. Which is also the other... I mean, that was one of the other things that struck me about the Series S is that um, it's not great as an upgrade path unless you're already coming from a discless console. Um, or you've got a disc console, but you ended up buying the majority of your games. You know, it... it for me, I think for and for a lot of people, the Series S is really going to be a Game Pass console. Yeah, mm. and it's a gateway drug. All I think of your they want Microsoft it to be a gateway drug. included. Yeah, all of your Microsoft exclusives, exclusives included day one in Game Pass digitally. There you it's go. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, so that is coming uh, November twelfth in certain parts of the world, except Europe. Um, and a week later in Europe on the 19th for reasons that slightly surpass uh, understanding. Um, I've always said quite why it has for reasons only known to Sony. Um, Is it also very briefly worth touching on Sony's previous promise of how next-gen means gen and how their first-party exclusives are be targeting only the PS5? only for them to have seemingly backtracked on that with a number of their first-party PS5 exclusives. Yeah, because Miles Morales is PS coming to PS4, and so is yeah, Forbidden Wilds. Horizon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Miles Morales, so, I would at least assume, is running in, in the same engines. You know, so that's it's, it's a less complicated thing to get it running on PS4. But it's, it's another interesting thing, and, uh, you know, you can't help but wonder how long will, will developers be able to keep supporting you know the previous generation which is going to be a lag on <laughs> is going to be a lag on what they can achieve also uh, I and there's all this talk about you know it's it's all the xbox one x has become forwards compatible but like well how long can it really achieve it for before developers just want to do something more than they can do with it also i think and for as long as Sony, they keep making money which is forever um, I think Sony as well may have had to backtrack because of the chip problems they had that reduced their production of the PS5 by quite a considerable amount. Um, so to be able to sell those games, although, they need some sales. Get that published. They have, they have supposedly denied that, but what's interesting is even, even with that reduced capacity, they are still have more... PS5 consoles available than they did PS4 consoles available at launch. Interesting. Well, well right. done, Sony. Yeah, and on <laughs> on that Sony, Sony, well done, Sony note, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Um, shall we take a little bit of a break and play some Backlog Bingo? Yeah! Backlog fucking Bingo. Thank you. 
so yes, backlog bingo. Here we go. Um, let's start with a recap. Um, that last week, I Reuben um, picked Barker Barkham. I can't Batman <laughs> Arkham Knight. Um, Is that the Doggo edition? <laughs> yeah, Barkham. <laughs> um, I picked Batman Arkham Knight for you to play from your backlog, uh, which I know you have faithfully gone and given a few hours to. So, should we start with? your opinions because i know you have opinions on batman Ruben, having Knight. opinions how has it gone fuck me that game's a mess <laughs> like the i've got to get something out of the way first because it will explain a lot and that's the caveat that at roughly the same time I've been playing Arkham Knight, I've also been playing Marvel Spider-Man. And Marvel Spider-Man is fucking brilliant. So Arkham Knight being a similar type of game would need to be also fucking brilliant or would be swamped entirely by Spider-Man. So I guess you can guess which one occurred. <laughs> but Arkham Knight is not a brilliant game. Um... It's too grimdark. It's trying way too fucking hard. The tank controls. Oh my god. The bat are. tank yeah. is the worst shit possible. And it expects you to do fucking obstacle courses for the Riddler yep. with that ass. Yep. The. Of the playtime that I played, I couldn't tell you how many hours. PlayStation doesn't log that. But of that playtime. I spent 40 minutes of that playtime trying to complete an objective that was physically impossible because the game had glitched and the objective was impossible for me to complete because I had to, it was, um, for anyone who's played the game, this isn't particularly spoilers, um, the... Uh, I think the, ga the game's been out long enough not to have to worry too much spoilers at this point. Okay, then fuck it. Um... Barbara, Barbara Gordon had been abducted by the Arkham Knight from the clock tower and you were supposed to go to the clock tower in your little bat tank and destroy everything around the black, around the clock tower and all of the guards that were on the clock tower so that you could infiltrate into it. I destroyed everything around that fucking clock tower <laughs> and yet it wouldn't let me go in. It said you have to destroy everything. I was like, I have destroyed everything. Uh, you haven't destroyed everything. I fucking have destroyed everything. There was nothing. And I noticed there was a tank in in a part of the map that was not, like, near the clock tower, but it was kind of near enough. So I was like, okay, it's probably that tank. Went there. The tank was nowhere to be seen. The fucking thing had glitched through the bottom of the map. So oh, it still no. <laughs> so it still showed that it existed, but it didn't. but it was impossible for me to engage it. So I spent 40 minutes looking for the thing I had missed only to find out that it did not technically fucking exist. So I reset the game and it was fine. I was like, you fuck, I've waited, wasted 40 fucking minutes swinging around fucking Gotham trying to find something that wasn't even in the fucking map. Um, so there was that. Um, so really, like by and large, didn't enjoy it. However... And I will, I'm determined to end this on a positive, unless I think of something negative after this. The, I did like the fact that 
Arkham Knight does follow on the story from Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. So events that occurred in Asylum and City have had an effect that has knocked over into Knight. Um, so the char- so the characters, essentially, it, they're forgetting the fact Origins existed, which is good because we all did. And um, they have all of the characters where, where the characters kind of ended on City is where they begin in Night. So all of the pieces are essentially where they were left, um, which is pretty fucking cool, actually, that they've managed to continue that continuity yeah. across across three games um, and still have the characters still feel kind of somewhat realistic and fleshed out and, um, and, and good. Um, also... Because I forgot a bad thing, so I'm going to end on a bad thing. Don't care. Um, <laughs> I also think... I- I'll come back to a positive when you finish this, because I just want to shout call me out. Okay. The last negative I have, which is another, I guess, caveat, because uh-huh. it's something that Arkham Knight was never going to win against, and Mark knows what this is. I watched DC Harley Quinn... And when you've watched the DC Harley Quinn animated show, the, char- the characters in Gotham have a completely different personality to the ones in, well, Batman normally, and definitely the grim, dark, trying to fucking hard, edgy, emo Arkham series. Um, so I couldn't see them in the same way. I just couldn't. Like mm-hmm. poison, poison ivy, poison ivy in DC Harley Quinn is fucking amazing, and yet she's such a fucking wet squib character in <laughs> Arkham. Um, and I guess really, as much I could have got if it wasn't for the glitch and it wasn't for the grim dark and the hackney writing and the bat tank controlling like ass, I probably could have enjoyed this game. But I was playing it alongside a game that's superior and in a similar genre. And an animated show that revolutionizes and actually makes the Gotham characters enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, it was never I'm, I'm kind of with you, and this is why I was interested to, to hear what you had to say about it. You know, I, I hate that bat tank with a passion. Um, I don't understand how they managed to take such a good idea of letting you have a Batmobile and then make it so awful. Um, because they really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also just it's just such a disappointment, that final one, because like the first two are so good. Um, mm. And then it's like Rocksteady going, now let us show you what we can really do. And you're like, uh, it's like okay. they, need, they needed to amp it up each time. Okay. This is what you and can they really just do. Too far. But the, 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 the one positive thing, and this goes across that whole sheet, is Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yeah. yeah, okay. I will give you that. The Joker in in Arkham in general is great but he is also fucking brilliant in um, Night he really is yeah well and and as I understand he's also you know he's seen through animated series and stuff he's seen as like one of the best performances of Joker full stop so yeah um, all credit to him and all credit to them for for casting him you know and recognising his talent and just bringing it over yeah um because I think numerous times he said he's not doing Joker anymore, and you know they do keep tempting him back to the role. So good. 
So it sounds like Ruben has had a wonderful time uh, with his backlog bingo over the past two weeks. Um, I'm up. It's it's my turn to have a game chosen, and Mark, you are in the 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 powerful position. Um, powerful position. And I've 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 looked at your backlog list, well. And is it worth us just reiterating? You know, just literally, I'll just run through what's in the list for viewers. If you don't have an encyclopedic knowledge, so we have on there Dark Souls, uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, God of War, Doom, Fortnite, Red Dead Redemption Two, Hollow Knight. Fire Emblem Three Houses and Metal Gear Solid Five. Over to you, Mark. Yes, and I, you know I think you probably already know which game I'm going to get you to play. But it it was a really tough choice because I, I as I've mentioned already, I loved God of War, Hollow Knight. Although not my favourite, uh, Metroidvania is right up my street. And I also really, really enjoyed Metal Gear Solid Five, although I never actually finished it. I just got distracted. Mm-hmm. But I want to see you rip and tear through hell. You can make it official now. Officially say it, Mark. You're playing Doom. I figured I was playing Doom. There we go. <laughs> okay. Um, it is sat in my front room, so it's ready to roll. Um, so I will be playing Doom um, over the next two weeks. Um, so do which uh, which 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 uh, which platform playing on PlayStation Four? PlayStation Four. Okay. Um, so Good, do Switch plays like Switch is awful. Terrible. Wait, I was I was going to play something like that on Switch. No. Oh well, I thought I, I I did buy it on the Switch just out of curiosity, and it doesn't look a remarkable achievement that it works on the Switch at all. But uh, yes, I do I do see your point. They've they've had to massively cut down on the. Uh, both the frame rate and the resolution to get it there. But to get it there at all, I think, was quite incredible. But yes. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, a, test- so it's PlayStation, a testament to them, for sure. Uh, yes. So the PlayStation 4 version of Doom. That is what I'm going to be playing. So do um, tune in next time. That sounds like I've been cheesy, but tune in next time uh, to Quiz at Play 3. Um, and you'll be able to hear what I think of it. Um, I'm not a first-person shooter kind see, of guy, so are you going to see? Are it? we going to see you play on the stream? Probably not. Ah, oh, that's really um, disappointing. And that is because in order to play it on stream, I would literally have to move the PlayStation up there because I don't currently have a PlayStation in my streaming <sighs> setup here in in Derbyshire. So I am sorry to have to disappoint you. Um, I am going to see what I think of it all on my own. Um, and you'll have to tune into Quiz at Play to find out what I think of it, rather than tuning into my stream. Although, tune into my stream anyway to see what I am playing. We're going to be playing Mario 64 over on stream. It's going to be much more fun. Um, so that was it. That was Backlog Bingo. Um, so we have one thing left to talk about today. Um, just when we thought our rundown was packed enough, along came the announcement of a Nintendo Partner Direct. Um, which has happened today because we're recording Thursday. Um, so this is the third Nintendo Partner Direct that they've done. Officially, I think it's In officially a- I think it's a Nintendo Mini Direct Partner Showcase. Yes, because Nintendo. Um, but we'll call it the Nintendo Partner Direct because yeah, it's shorter. Yeah, definitely. Um, and opened with with a big hitter, one that was not. 
that big a surprise because it's been quite heavily rumoured. Uh, Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise. I know nothing about the Monster Hunter series of games. Uh, beyond attempting to play the demo of Monster Hunter Generations, is that the one that they ported to Switch? Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. I attempted to play that. Didn't get it. I've played about an hour of Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. That's all I've ever managed. Um, I actually quite enjoyed my hour. I don't know why I... Well, actually, I do know why I stopped playing, because I stopped playing a different game. Um, and I've always wanted to get into it. Wanted to. I also want to get into Monster Hunter World, so looking forward to that in the PlayStation Plus collection. Um, yeah, I th- it looked really gorgeous, Monster Hunter Rise, I thought. Yep, I agree. It does look really gorgeous. And also, you can ride a fucking dog. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I did enjoy that that section of it. See the see the thing that really irritated me is when I first saw that dog. That dog looks suspiciously like Rapide from Tales of Vesperia. Yes, yes, it did look like Rapide. So when I saw what I thought was Rapide running through an area I don't recognise from Tales of Vesperia, I was like, they're fucking not. And then it turned out to be Monster Hunter, and I couldn't have been more disappointed. <laughs> um, because I do not, I, I, I know people love it, and I know like it's it's a massively popular game because it is. I do not get on with Monster Hunter. Um, I find the lack of I, I I find the the really survival aspects of it, and the lack of health bars of enemies and stuff like that. I find it so jarring and frustrating. Yeah. Um, just give me a life be, bar. Tell me. I'll be, I... I'll be interested to see because from what I understand, there were so many quality of life improvements in Monster Hunter World. Um, I guess it'd be interesting to hear about how how that quality of life stuff has has come through into Monster Hunter Rise. Um, you know whether they've kept those improvements because Monster Hunter World's meant to be like a completely different experience, from what I understand. Um, I've heard that, but yeah. So that is Monster Hunter Rise. Um, Selling shit tons of copies in Japan in particular from the 26th of March. Um, so also a pretty swift, pretty swift release from announcement to, to game coming out. We're going to have about six months. Um, and then they showed us Monster Hunter Stories 2 as well, um, which, as I understand it, someone explained the difference to me earlier. Apparently in a Monster Hunter game, you kill animals, you kill monsters. Um, in a Monster Hunter Stories game, you befriend them and they become your little friends and come around and help you do things. Um, so this appears to be like the the PG cuter version of Monster Hunter, as far as I can tell. Yep, and as far as I was aware as well, the g- generally Monster Hunter isn't very heavy on story, whereas the stories one, as the name would say, is is more about the narrative as well. Um, because you know. It's a logical naming convention because Nobara has nothing to do with it. Um, so this this is becoming. I think this is the third podcast in which I've bashed Nomura at some point. <laughs> it's becoming becoming a trademark. We'll start including it as like an Easter egg. You have to look out for the ever more obscure way in which you bash Nomura. Yeah, for I mean, no good reason. I mean, I bashed um, him today as well. So um, we're both doing. Pretty good on our Nomura bashing. I've I mean, bashed him twice today, haven't I, in fact? <laughs> so... You have indeed. Um, I think um, I'm more I'm more interested in stories, too, than I'm in Rise. 
mm-hmm. because it doesn't look like a traditional Monster Hunter, so I'm more on board. Yeah. But I'm not really in a rush for either of them. Yeah, I think I'm probably in the same boat. Well, I, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, it's not going to be like a day one purchase for me. There's, there's like, absolutely no. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how I get on um, when I actually try my hand at Monster Hunter properly. And maybe I'll get into it. Uh, now, this I'm, I'm totally going to mispronounce because I never say it correctly. Disgaea. Disgaea? Sure, what? Six. I was waiting for you Six to say it. Six no and five complete is also coming to Switch. I know nothing about I this have. franchise at all. I don't know a lot. Yep, it looks, I've it got looked very, nothing to add here. It looked very um, Xenoblade in its art style. I write in saying that you can get your characters up to level like 100 million or something ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? How long are people playing this that they can get their character to level 100 million? <laughs> it's a JRPG. How, or, how, or, how, or how quickly do you level up? Which of those two things is it? Or both? Hmm. Uh, yeah, it this... is as well as I understand it. It's it's a tactical role playing game, um, mm. so probably less up my strata anyway. Um, but yeah, I know people like the series, so I guess it's it's good that they're getting a new one and a complete collection to tie them over as well. Yeah, I had I, I had one of my friends literally in my DMs almost immediately after the. Um, the, the the partner direct finished basically just saying no disgaea and i was like F- what um because i because i didn't watch it like when everyone else did i watched it about half an hour or so later and he was just so excited about it so it's it's definitely a game that is i mean there's it's the sixth game in the franchise it's popular enough um it's just I, it's never appealed to me i've just whenever i've seen it i've been like eh, okay whatever yeah yeah Empire of Sin. I'm, I'm not really sure I understand what's going on in Empire of Sin yet, except that my D&D character would be very happy living in that world. Um, as, <laughs> as Mark did point out. <laughs> yes, I, I pointed out that it was literally a game about your D&D character. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't it look a little bit XCOM to you? A little bit XCOM, but... Um, yeah... It's that kind. Of, it seems to be that kind of thing, but sort of with a like a a film noir mystery. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting um, L.A. noir L.A. noir vibes, yeah. but that's just the setting. Um, you know, that yep. doesn't tell me anything about necessarily what the gameplay is. Um, so, so, X, so XCOM, so yeah. XCOM, but crossed by The Great Gatsby. Yes, yeah, that's where we're going with this. Amazing, okay, sure, amazing. Um, Hades. Hades has come to Switch today, which I know that Ruben... And on Ruben's repeated recommendation, I purchased not one hour before the recording of this, and I have I've put a good sort of half an hour into playing it so far. And how is it going, Mark? How many times it's have hard. you died? <laughs> Only the once in that half an hour. I don't... <laughs> We'll see how it continues, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's giving me very uh, you know um, dead cells, but in a isometric viewpoint rather than a side-scrolling viewpoint. Mm-hmm. I I never finished dead cells, but I did put a lot of time into it, so I can see myself 
certainly getting my money's worth out of it, even if I don't manage to escape hell. Great. And it was great to have it immediately available. I think that was just, you know, one of those that makes sense. It's always good to have those ones in in, in an event like this where you can just go and download them after. Um, couple more things then. Balan Wonderworld platform. I'm, I'm down to review this. Um, it's it's by the it's Yuji Naka, isn't it? It's the creator of Sonic. It's his mm-hmm. um, it's his baby, and you can fucking tell. Um, are you are you it, looking it has, turning into a sheep and it has the, around above fans? Because that I am. Looks... <laughs> I I was watching it thinking this looks like a sort of <sighs> PlayStation Two era. 3D platformer made for a modern console. Uh, that was the vibe I was getting from the trailer. I agree that the, the environments, the worlds they're in, looked very busy. That's not um, necessarily a bad thing, though. I know it's, it's not a necessarily bad a bad thing. I'm just saying this is what I was getting from it. Um, I guess we'll see. Um, it looks cute enough. I mean, like the floating sheep thing did look quite cute. I um, like the idea of jump in, jump out co op as well. Mm-hmm. All games should definitely have that kind of co-op mm-hmm. experience. Um, and that we are apparently getting in early 2021, um, it would seem, is, is currently what we know. Um, so not too long to wait on Balan Wonderworld. And finally, um, the final thing we were going to touch on, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Coming to Switch today. Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Brilliant games. Both of them made me cry on multiple occasions. And this they're is why just, and this is why everyone speaks just wonderful. Everyone speaks so so highly of them. Um and it looked so beautiful, so this is why I have dropped including shipping and taxes, two hundred dollars on the collector's <laughs> edition. <laughs> Of, for a genre Ari. that you have re- <laughs> repeatedly stated you dislike. <laughs> Wait, was that the collector's edition that had the two in it with the art cards and everything? Yeah, that they showed at the end. I am so fucking tempted, but I do not have two hundred pounds after fucking dollars, dollars, dollars. So it's it's less than still. Yes, still. I mean, it's so I know. I, know. I mean, I loved both of those games, and I can't justify that. Uh, but it they, it did look brilliant. As a collector's edition. Then ag- and also, I was because I was watching the UK version of the stream, and I didn't see that announcement because it wasn't included in the UK stream. Yeah, see, I was watching the US version because I was watching... I was co-hosting with someone who was watching the US version, and it quickly became evident that he was, like, 20 seconds ahead of me, and that wasn't overly helpful. Um, <laughs> so I went and joined him on the US version. So, I, yeah, I did see the announcement of the collector's edition. Because um, you were like, the collector's I edition. I went, it. the collector's edition of what? There were, there were no collector's <laughs> editions. What are you talking about, Will? What game are you talking about? <laughs> the thing is, though, that collector's edition is fucking gorgeous, though. It's beautiful. That's why, like, it, like, regardless of anything else, regardless of what I think of the games, that looks like a beautiful collector's edition. And I will, I will happily have that in my life. Um, and I'm going to have to finally play them because everyone says they bull their eyes out. So I feel like I should give it a shot. I mean, I've yeah. not played with other wisps, but I can definitely confirm that um, uh, Blind Forest Blind is Forest. fucking emotional as hell. Um, Even in like the, the opening five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very very good game. Um, and I mean, I mean, emotional as hell. Even in like 
the first five minutes, it feels like we've just looped back around to the PlayStation Showcase. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't cry at Final Fantasy 16. I didn't cry. I did a lot of swearing. Um, if anyone's seen my, my small reaction video, there was a lot of swearing and, and hiding my face in my hands because I was couldn't quite believe what I was seeing. Um, what a fortnight. Yeah. And that's two, that's two fucking weeks, people, of news. That is just the most bonkers two weeks of gaming news. Oh. I don't think we're going to see that again in the next two weeks. No, but... no, I, I would imagine not. Now that um, now that the cat is out of the bag on both the Xbox and the PlayStation, we've got the details. Pre-orders <laughs> Pre- are either sort of live, maybe live, or going live in the next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre-orders are what pre-orders are. Um, websites are, are crashing under the strain of people trying to pre-order things. It's all good. Um, yeah, and tomorrow, or today, or whatever it is that you're listening to this, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I think that's yep. my weekend sorted. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be mine sorted, but, you know, I've got a visitor plus... You know, uni work and all that shit. You'll find some sneaky Mario time, surely. Of, co- of course I will. I've been playing Mario All-Stars on Switch Online for the past fucking week. <laughs> and I am shit at those games now. If I've established it's anything... amazing how quickly you lose that that muscle memory. Um, so there we go, folks. Two weeks... Um, digested into just over an hour um i am slightly exhausted talking about it all but so fucking excited at the same time um it looks like 2021 is going to be a hell of a year from the way things are lining up um we have been the quiz at play uh i've been will i've been mark and i've been ruben um, thank you so much for joining us and um, you know do go and subscribe and all those things and follow us on Twitter and uh, at quiz at play and we really should work out how we do this in like some polished way at the end shouldn't we but there we go nah, do all those it. things um, and we will catch you again in another couple of weeks bye 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 Hades you fucking cowards <laughs>